everybody. Hi, my name is Rajiv, and my pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Carly, and my pronouns are she, her. And welcome to the Queer Sober Social Podcast. We're a chill social group of LGBTQIA folks who want to do more with their lives than just drinking. Whether you identify as in recovery, sober curious, or just wanted to be sober while you're listening in, we're happy that you're here. With that, let's get started. Alrighty. Well, happy holidays. Happy New Year to some people who might be listening to this after the fact. Uh, Happy near the end of 2020. Welcome, everybody. Yes, 2020 was a wild, wild year. I keep saying that maybe it wasn't the year that we wanted, but somehow it was the year that we all needed. I don't know. But that keeps me sane. So we're going to tell that to you all too. And we know that it's super easy to go down the doom and gloom route, but we'd like to start this episode off with some things that Rajiv and I are both super grateful for. And we invite you all to do the same with us. The biggest thing for me that I'm most grateful for that 2020 has brought me has been Queer Sober Social, that we came to life in this crazy pandemic we have found this amazing community of unique queer individuals who are also exploring the benefits of sobriety and have come together in this amazing community. So that's you, you, the listener listening to this right now. I'm very grateful for you. I'm grateful for everyone that's in Queer Sober Social. And that's how I'm going to kick it off. What are you grateful for, Rajiv? Uh, I'm just grateful we made it to the end of 2020. I mean, like almost the end of 2020. We still got a few more days to go at the time of this recording. But we're almost there. And uh, even though it may feel like we never really left winter, especially here in Chicago, because it's starting to get cold again. And March is when we went into lockdown, when it was cold. So uh, it, it's, it's finally feeling like we're nearing the end uh, in many ways. Yes. Another thing that I'm grateful for is that we had the pandemic while living in the golden age of content, meaning that there is so much good stuff out there to watch, whether it's a streaming service or it's TikTok, people making amazing, hilarious memes and videos. And there's just so much to take in. And I am super grateful because like we talked about before, if there's any better time to have to stay inside, it's right now when we have everything at our fingertips. Absolutely. Like everything at your fingertips is not an understatement. Like quite literally, you can find whatever you want as obscure, old or new as possible. Like you'll find it, which is amazing. In addition to content itself, like you were mentioning earlier, I I do also want to make sure that I'm saying that I'm also very grateful for the Queer Server Social Group Uh, and especially you, Carly, because it was really nice to be able to meet you this year because we didn't actually know each other before 2020. So it's also been a nice way to spend a year together, basically. I couldn't agree more. And usually when I'm asked what I'm grateful for, the first thing that I will always say is my sobriety because I wouldn't have the other stuff without it. How could I be part of a sober group proudly if I wasn't even sober to begin with? So very, very grateful to be sober this holiday season and um, to have met you because of it too, Rajiv. So feeling the love in the beginning of this podcast episode. (laughs) Uh, And of course, since we are a sober group, how can you not say that you're not thankful for the sober drinks that you partake of? Things like water or, (laughs) you know, more accurately, LaCroix, (laughs) as as of late. The super bubbly stuff that all of us tend to partake in, whatever the flavor. Lemoncello, I think, was a standout for 2020. 
Yes. But definitely yes. any of the other flavors that you might enjoy. And whether you enjoy LaCroix or not, like whatever. But I'm still grateful for it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that so much. Well, I mean, Carly, so I think everybody can definitely share the love and share some of this gratefulness. What, what are we actually talking about today? Yes. So Merry Queersmas. We are talking about the holidays and how they are a lot of fun for people. But at the same time, they can be a little bit difficult, especially when you're sober and queer like us. And that's what we're going to talk about this episode, how we balance the fun with, you know, the hard, hard stuff that's going on, especially this year in 2020. So let's dive right into it. Why are the holidays so hard, Rajiv? <laughs> I can definitely say uh, it's winter. So if you had listened to last time's episode, if you haven't, go listen to that. Uh, after you listen to this, I guess, <laughs> you'll hear a lot of the reasons why winter specifically is really hard. But there's a lot of things that also apply specific to like the holidays in general, because um, the holidays in any year are really just tough for like queer people in general, for sober people in general. And then you add on 2020 on top of that, and it's kind of the same story, but just for completely different reasons. And I think that's something that uh, I mean, like there's there's lots of different reasons. And I'm sure you have some of them, Carly. Oh, yes. Uh, the first thing that we wanted to talk about was setting boundaries, whether that's with family, with friends. But I know, especially this year, there's new boundaries that have come up of like COVID boundaries of do we wear a mask? Do we stand six feet apart? Are we even going to go and see each other this year? These are big questions that came up and whatever you decided, those are totally OK. It's just important that you identify what your boundaries are so that you can even know how to set them in the first place. And if you did go and see your family or you have seen them in the past for the holidays, you would know that it's very easy to revert back to old family roles, to fall into this place that it's really familiar to you, kind of playing out how you used to act when you were growing up because that is just what's totally normal when you see your family. And what can make it difficult is when you've been doing this work on yourself, you've been becoming more comfortable in your identity, whether that's as a sober person or a queer person or both, and you go back to your family as this newly evolved person and you realize that while you've been doing all this growing, they've kind of been staying the same. And so it's hard to walk back into this life these family members that you've known and love and not go into those old roles and stay this new growing person that you have been so that is definitely where the boundaries come into play and help you preserve all the hard work that you've done another thing with your family and this goes into your queer identity could also touch on the sober identity too is whether you have come out to your family or not as queer as sober and i know the holidays can seem like a time where you want to do that where coming out seems like the cliche like right thing to do but again you have to figure out what your boundaries are and if that's right for you and you know you don't have to force your identity on anybody sometimes it's just like your best kept secret that you just hold on to and um, nobody even has to really know unless you decide that it's time and that you're ready to have this conversation but don't feel like the pressure of the holidays that you need to be someone that you're not or come out when you're not ready so definitely just like taking stock of how you're doing and if you just need to protect yourself this 2020 holiday season then do that for sure Absolutely. I mean, one of the ways that people sometimes come out is by bringing somebody home mm -hmm. uh, for the first time, mm -hmm. especially if you're not that far along in the relationship. And that can and cannot be like, it could be both a good or bad thing, really dependent upon where you're at, where your family's at. So definitely pay attention to what actually makes sense. But that's just what adds to the difficulty. 
Because if you are actually seeing somebody, for example, and you bring home a same-sex partner, for example, like that can be a little bit, and, they, and you haven't had that conversation in the past, that's something that just might add to the difficulty. Um, because you still want to share your family with, uh, you, you want to share your significant other with your family, and you want to make sure that they're plugged into everything that you're plugged into. That <laughs> it is definitely the makings of many a rom-com slash like queer movie or something like that. It definitely is. Uh, another thing that is difficult that we're also talking about too is the acceptance of your family, whether you are bringing home someone, just the acceptance from yourself, the acceptance of some people in your family and maybe not others and having that like imbalance. So just making sure, like we said, that you're deciding that you have the power in this situation of revealing as much or as little of your identity or in who you are to your family. And it comes first from you accepting yourself before others can accept who you tell them who you are. I think something that is also useful in the sense of after you accept yourself or as you accept yourself and are looking for that acceptance is starting to draw some boundaries around where some questions might not be really appropriate anymore. Um, families are, for better or for worse, really curious if you're not part of like this mainstream, like whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, and some questions can definitely be a little too much, especially during the holiday season when you're trying to figure out all the other stuff we just talked through. And then all of a sudden you're starting to be asked some questions that probably aren't appropriate. Um, whether they're invasive or not appropriate or something that you feel like you've answered a million times before, like, we get it. Like, it's, this is just one of the other things that makes it difficult. Definitely. More difficult things about being sober and queer during the holidays is people respecting who you are and respecting your sobriety, first of all, and not pressuring you to drink because that definitely happens a lot. People are planning for gatherings and planning for a party and they are wanting everybody to have fun. I mean, that's just only normal that you're going to that you might be offered a drink by your family and have pressure behind that offer to drink with everybody else and not wanting to feel like the odd one out, like you're offending anyone. So it can be it can be difficult deciding to come home and act a different way than you've previously been at holiday parties with your family in the past. So that's just another adding on to the to the difficulties of holidays, especially when you're sober and queer. There's just so much that can happen. Well, let's say that you are seeing all the stuff that we're talking about and you're like, oh, no, this is way too overwhelming. Valid. I hear mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also make the decision not to go. And that is something that might take a little bit of convincing and a little bit of respect uh, from your family to actually respect the choice not to come. Um, that's something that I think is definitely a harder choice to make, especially if you are deciding not to go for these sorts of reasons, so like respect and boundaries and those kinds of things. Also, it seems to be the case sometimes this year especially, uh, with regards to not traveling because of COVID or for safety reasons. Um, and so whether the decision is made to go or not to go, I think that that's something that should be respected as well. Agreed. And whether you decide to go or not go or do a Zoom gathering with your family instead, uh, it's definitely important to just show up as you are and not take offense to your family because they don't even know what they're doing is hurting you. So with that, 
just, you know, paying attention to how you feel around the language that's being discussed, if there are perhaps offensive jokes that are happening or not respecting, you know, the boundaries that you have previously set. Um, things like coming on, coming in and just like stating your pronouns and making sure that your family is using the correct pronouns that you that you use. It's as simple as that. That's a hard boundary. And just not accepting um, any questions that are overstepping themselves, like we said, or if there's any jokes that are offensive, just shutting that down right away, which can be difficult to kind of put your foot down and tell your family like, hey, I'm no longer okay with this anymore. And there's a lot of that that happens as you start to do growth. And it's hard to say those words sometimes, but it's good when you can have a community of others that understand like us, where you can practice saying those words if you need to. So we have somebody in the chat as well um, saying that same with my family, they insist to display decorations with my dead name, which for trans people, like that's ah. the really important thing um, where once you have transitioned to your name, like the name that you were wanting to use, like there's no need to use the old, old name at all. And then they also say, it's definitely hard to do, especially when you have some family that you still like among the others you don't like, which also makes sense. Uh. Um, sometimes it's even tougher to make those sorts of decisions that we we're just talking about because it's not black and white. Uh, and you may have a mix of like, all right, great. Well, my parents are okay or my like siblings are okay, but my extended family's not or whatever that may be. It just adds really all to the overall anxiety that comes up um, when you're kind of thinking through what does it even mean to go home for the holidays or be engaged in the holidays this year. Um, it, I mean, even this year right now, like we're, we're talking about anxiety with just familial relations, in addition to the fact that you're going to probably have some anxiety with the financial situation or like your living situation or whatever that might be just because of 2020. Um, this year, some people probably can't afford gifts. And that's something that may just change the way that they do holidays this year. So we totally get it. Or like trying to figure out traveling the family or setting up some Christmas stuff. Like if, if electricity bills are like pushing you over the edge for what you can afford, like that makes it really tough to be able to say, yeah, let's go hang up some lights this year. Um, so uh, it's, it's all to say, we hear you, we understand it. Like that's what we wanted to make sure we're, we're calling it out here because these are unique to holidays for sure. Absolutely, especially what you were saying about 2020. It's like, okay, the holidays are their own, you know, anxiety-filled, anxiety-provoking time of the year on their own. Okay, now throw in 2020 as the wrench and we are found with a complete different situation i mean so there's no normal festivities going on this year whether that be parties with your chosen family that you do want to spend time with and um just you know doing your healthy coping mechanisms we completely understand if you have pandemic fatigue if you have zoom fatigue just overall fatigue that's completely completely normal like we are all right there with you it it's hard to feel like there's so much to be happy about to celebrate when we've been through such a difficult year and so like Rajiv said just acknowledging that and it's completely normal if you are missing what life used to be like if you're reminiscing about what your plans last year were like and how they're a little bit different this year and 
you know, missing people, whether they're no longer with us or you just can't see them this year. If you're missing substances, if you're missing alcohol, like these are all completely normal. If you're missing your ex, you are not alone. (laughs) It is cuffing season. So you are not alone. You are not alone. And, you know, the holidays they do, they just bring up a lot of emotions and it's really, really important that you ramp up the self-care so that you fill up your cup so that you have plenty to, you know, spill over. And if you're not spilling over, then it just is a warning sign to yourself to take the time, carve out the time to really focus on you and figure out what it is that you need this holiday season. I mean, let's say that you even are able to handle all of that stuff. I don't know what kind of human being you are, but <laughs> like you have zero anxiety about all of that. At least I have the anxiety about the fact that there are still five more days as of today left in 2020 and just knowing how 2020 has been it's just been like battle after battle day after day i'm just nervous something else is gonna happen in the next five days so um in case you're like that like i see you like i'm there with you yeah it's not over yet and anything could happen like we've seen it feels like every single day is like weeks long (laughs) the amount of things that happen in a day are just like so so insane (sighs) okay well going back to the holidays the normal the normal holidays there's just an enormous pressure to drink for some reason and i don't know why i think that people just get super lax during december and they're just like oh yeah like the holidays are at the end of this month so i'm just gonna like phone it in for like the whole month basically and have you know gatherings every weekend or see my friends and where we're gonna have huge like holiday parties with desserts and eggnog with alcohol and chocolate liqueurs and rum cake and it's just like the alcohol is overloaded like why is it in our food like we cannot just get enough we are just so saturated with this alcohol in december for some reason and you know, there's all these holiday themed bars. Now I was driving down Clark street by Wrigley field and like everybody is trying to compete with each other and try to outdo each other with the most Christmassy lights and Christmassy bar and all this stuff. So just the techniques that are used because typically December is like a slow month for the bar scene because of how cold it is here. But now they've like pivoted to seeing that anything holiday themed will get people out of the house and get them excited. So they just slap some lights on the bar and throw a bar crawl and just everybody goes nuts so it's it is really a rebellious and radical act to be sober in december to stay sober to continue this lifestyle of being good to yourself and not falling into a very easy trap because they make it so enticing and so many individuals you know buy into it for sure I mean, like, in addition to just Christmas itself or, like, these November, December-ish holidays, like, New Year's Eve, like, that's a huge thing where there's a huge amount of pressure to drink. If nothing else, like, even just that one glass of champagne or something like that at midnight or whatever, like, that's super-duper common. And a lot of times, like, people will not just take that one drink of champagne or something like that. It'll be, like, pre-gaming that one drink the entire evening or something like that, which also, that's, that's a huge amount of pressure. Um, yeah, I I don't really love the whole like countdowns and that kind of thing. Yeah, it just adds the pressure like, okay, like, 
how do we make this night this last night of the year like so fun and it's like uh I don't know (laughs) I don't have the answers (laughs) but even as like a sober person and trying to find plans like everyone is going out to these parties and usually it's like a, a ticket for drinks and a table or whatever so even if you're not drinking you may have to end up paying for like a drink ticket if you just want to go out and have a good time with your friends just to even get into a bar if that's like what you want to do is be around people it's it's really not catered to sober people at all (laughs) we're kind of an afterthought for the holidays which we would like to change and that's why we're having conversations like this Um, but I think a lot of the lax lackadaisicalness that goes on with December is because people know that January is right around the corner and they're like oh I'll just have a magical reset button that I push when it's magically the next year And, um, you know, I'll do better this year. I'll make my resolutions and on that will be to drink less or to stop drinking altogether. And so if I'm going to be doing that in the near future, I might as well just, you know, go on a bender, go crazy, go, go all out and have my like one last wild time. Um, but we know that, you know, that does not, that's not how it works. (laughs) And (laughs) that's why New Year's resolutions are not for everyone because they're just kind of a far-fetched dream sometimes but with that you know we shouldn't have like this notion of having a last hurrah and having it all come down to like the five seconds before new year's that we need to like all of a sudden just like a magic wand waves and we change into a completely different person like that's not how life works (laughs) shocker surprise (laughs) um it takes a lot more dedication and thoughtfulness that goes behind it so i think a lot of that just goes out the window with it being new year's and trying to become a better person overnight I mean, like i feel like at midnight i would just turn into a pumpkin regardless of like drinking or not drinking because <laughs> uh, that's late y'all like, i mean i'm definitely a night owl but after midnight i just try to crawl into my own home and be alone that kind of thing <laughs> well i mean carly uh we've definitely talked through a lot of stuff that is tough and we know what the problems are and we know what some of the issues are specifically around holidays what can we actually do like set something that's reasonable yes uh, because we cannot yes. tackle 2020 i i bow down to 2020 it is better than i am <laughs> more fearsome than i am what can we do this year yes 2020 is the year that has brought us all to our knees and what you can do let's let's be positive let's give some realistic action items here that we've already discussed. First is setting clear boundaries and deciding if you are going to spend time with your family, who you're going to be spending time with specifically, how long you're going to be spending time with them and what your exit strategy is, what you're going to bring for yourself to drink, whether that be something non-alcoholic that you can put in the fridge, whether it's sparkling grape juice, if it's New Year's, just thinking about... (laughs) LaCroix. Yes, we love LaCroix here. (laughs) Or deciding that you're not going to go at all. That's a boundary in itself. So deciding, 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 sitting down, thinking out, okay, how am I going to feel when I'm there? How do I know when it's time to leave? How do I know how I want to feel when I'm there? And what do I need to say and do to make sure that I feel these ways and that I'm protected and that I don't get activated by questions that my family has, by comments that they make. How do I, what am I going to say? What are the words that I'm going to say so I can shut that, those things down so that I can protect myself. So just thinking it through, playing the whole tape forward, 
seeing it from beginning to end so that when you're living it, you know exactly what you wanted to happen. And if you start to deviate from that, you know how to get yourself back on track. I think something really similar is talking about that same sort of playback with regards to your own boundaries and understanding just like where you want to draw those lines, especially with regards to like if it's language or if it's um, to what Carly already said of when you want to go back or how long you want to really spend. But I think there's also the piece around just you knowing when and where you want to speak up and self-advocate for yourself. So. For example, um, if you're working on something specific and you know that it's like going to be really tough to maintain whatever that may be, I don't know, um, let's say that you are working on um, maintaining boundaries and you know that like boundary setting with whoever family member is like really tough because they don't respect them. Like if you can make sure that you are setting yourself up to be ready to self-advocate for yourself and kind of just make sure that you are saying that, no, this is the line that I am drawing. This is the place that I need space for, making sure that you are keeping up the boundaries that you that you need to be able to be whole. Um, that's that's probably another place that you could actually start tackling some of these issues. And not worrying about what other people think when you set boundaries. Something that helps me a lot is understanding that the only people that get upset when you set boundaries are the people that have benefited from you having no boundaries. So they are bound to get upset because they're not used to you setting boundaries. And when you set boundaries, you don't let yourself down. And that's the most important person that you look out for this holiday season and every season. So even if you go see your family and you flounder you mess up maybe you let something slide you didn't set a boundary where you thought you could just like what Rajiv was saying playing the tape even backwards and thinking oh okay this next time that this happens I know what I'm gonna say because that's the best thing the, the second best thing you could do for yourself is figuring out when your boundaries are violated and then figuring out the next steps of how you're going to improve upon setting them better for the next time and just being really gentle with yourself. It's so, so important that you recharge, that you take this time off. If you have time off from work, if you're not working, that you are using it to do things for you and doing things that feel good and that feel festive and that bring you joy. No matter how silly or small it is, it's so, so important that you are taking this time to do feel good things like drinking hot chocolate or listening to Christmas music that really like pumps you up and gets you in the festive spirit, watching feel good movies. There is no shame in whatever self-care game that you have going on right now because we have been in it for the long haul and whatever is getting you through, you need to hold on to it and keep using it. For sure. I mean, like plus a million to all of that. <laughs> I think something that's also important is let's say that you have got it all under control like you are able to manage all of this you are in a good place great i'm super happy for you there are people that aren't in a really great place and maybe there's something that you could do with your extra little bit of time or money or space or energy or whatever that may be and then maybe giving that back so whether that look like um, actually spending some time and volunteering at i don't know soup kitchens or at homeless shelters or with um, organizations that might be doing more covid specific type of things that, that, that could be a good way to maybe spend some of your time this year. Yeah. And if you're not physically able to or, you know, there's COVID restrictions with being in person right now, there's other ways to donate, whether it's your time, it could be your money to supporting places that you really care about that are doing the work that is really important to you. Or even there's toy drives that are going on, food drives, all that good stuff. And I feel like even now with everything being online, it's kind of opened 
up the opportunities that are available that you can know about since everything's virtual. There's just so much more out there and there's ways to get connected like never before. So like Rajiv said, if you're in a good place, definitely share the love this holiday season. And there's some people out there that could definitely, definitely really appreciate and use use that love and support that you've got overflowing. Well, in the season of giving, I think it would be fun to maybe just share some of the stories that we've had or that others that have sent in some stuff have had uh, with regards to the holidays, whether that be this year or in years past. Um, so we did actually request people to send in some voice messages, uh, and we got one that we would like to share. So let's see if this actually works, because this is the first time we're trying this. Crossing fingers. Hey, Rajiv and Carly, it's Hannah. Um, this Christmas, I had a great time, and my highlight was honestly a gift that my sister got, which was a cool little telescope. We've never gotten like a present that cool and we looked at the moon last night even though it was kind of cloudy and it was epic it was also freezing cold so that wasn't fun but i hope you all had a great holiday if you celebrate amazing okay thank you hannah uh i think the gift that you got with like a telescope that's that's super cool um especially since there's like the the what was it conjunction or confluence or whatever of like saturn and jupiter just recently uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on in winter with regards to uh, the uh, like astronomy and things like that so seeing new constellations as they come into view this year or this part of the year or being able to see planets or whatever stars from a little bit or the moon or whatever <laughs> from your own backyard you could also do really cool stuff with astrophotography if you've ever seen that so like the cool time lapse lapses of uh, the sky just kind of rotating and seeing um, the stars just kind of go past if you're in a darker area that's a lot easier um, I'm in the city of Chicago because there's too many lights. Uh, but, you know, wherever you Revolution. may be. Right. <laughs> that was such an awesome message. Wow. I think one of the things I really appreciate, too, about being sober during the holidays is being able to give and receive really thoughtful gifts from the people that I love because I no longer just cop out and buy a bottle of wine or a bottle of alcohol, which I would always used to do because that's super easy to do. And now when I think about my friends and family, I have to think about what their interests are and what they like and what would be really unique and special. And this year too, with it being 2020 and being able to support small businesses. So doing fun research on where I want my money to go instead of just spending it on big alcohol, you know? So just, it brings you a lot closer to the people that you love when you can be super thoughtful like that. And that is just another gift that sobriety gives me personally during the holiday season. I think one last thing that we might want to talk about is just we're taking a very like U.S. or Western European approach to Christmas because, you know, we're like the New Year's and that kind of thing because that's where we live. That's where we're growing up. Uh, but I definitely want to shout out to people who are not in the U.S. I think recently we just heard that some people are in Germany that are actually listening to this. So hello, everybody in Germany. <laughs> uh, but if you're celebrating Christmas abroad, like whatever that might look like, or even if you do at all, um, that might just look a little bit different. Like I remember in, in years past, like I've been in India or in, or in China, for example, during Christmas, and it's just literally another day. You just get up and it's like 60, 70 degrees outside and you're walking outside and you're like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to wear a t-shirt and shorts and just go walking around and it's the 25th of December. Uh, and so nothing really changes, but still, for those who do celebrate it, like I do wish you the happiest of holidays, whether that be Christmas or or any other holidays that you might celebrate during the November and uh, December timeframe, may it be very nice for you. Yes, I could not agree with that more. 
And thank you all to everyone from the Queer Sober Social community that came out last night. We had Queersmas on Zoom, as much as I would love for it to have been in person and have us share our ugly Christmas sweaters together. Zoom definitely took uh, second place to that. So it was really great to have a community of friends where I can just be myself and not have to necessarily set the boundaries and have it be so difficult. Um, Like we talked about earlier in this episode, just having good friends and community that you can go to as, you know, kind of a safe haven after the holidays. And you've seen the people that you have had a harder time with so thank you thank you again to this community we are forever grateful for you and um, hope that everyone in the queer sober social community is going to have a wonderful holiday season as well thank you thank you again and again uh and thank you also dear listener and or watcher uh, for this podcast that about wraps up today's episode so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one as it comes out because we try to launch an episode every other week Yes, and you can find our podcast on all major platforms and the video podcast lives on twitch.tv and YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Chicago Queer Sober Social and contact us at queersobersocial at gmail.com or leave us a beautiful voice message on Anchor and with any questions or stories that you'd like to share with us anonymously and we will definitely put you right into our podcast as you've seen. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Queer Sober Social podcast and always remember... You are queer enough. You are sober enough. You are enough. <laughs>